I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi there and welcome to the Explaining History podcast. Uh, Today I'm going to talk a little bit about the 1916 Easter Rising in Dublin during the First World War. Um, Ireland is a topic that on this podcast so far we haven't really delved into particularly but an understanding of Ireland and the politics of Ireland is fundamental really to understanding uh, both Ireland and um, Great Britain in the 20th century. Um, the two have a kind of an inextricable uh, relationship, and it's a, a dynamic relationship with one another. Um, so let's start really before the First World War. In the um, run-up to um, the First World War, there was a strong sense that the, uh, a civil war was about to break out in Ireland. The um, July crisis is the only thing that really diverts um, the interests of the newspapers away from the issue of Ireland uh, as the um, Ulster Unionists uh, armed themselves and prepared to fight against the possibility of home rule from Dublin. Home rule, uh, a th- a third Home Rule Bill, uh, which had been uh, proposed by the Liberal government, was meeting with a stiff resistance uh, from um, Sir Edward Carson's um, Ulster volunteers, and also from within the uh, the ranks of the Liberal Party itself, there had already been a split um, with the uh, Liberal Unionists joining with the Conservative Party, and there were still um, those who were loyal to um, Asquith's government. Uh, objecting to the possibility of uh, home rule. Home rule meaning, obviously, that there would be a Irish Parliament with devolved powers in Dublin and that uh, Ireland would probably adopt something of a, a status akin to a dominion, uh, much like Canada or Australia, staying within the British Empire. Popular... Um, Attitudes across Ireland are remarkably unrevolutionary in most of the the, the Catholic South. The uh, home rule is a, a desired outcome, largely because the uh, the consequences of having uh, London uh, a distant indirect rule for Ireland have been fairly catastrophic in the past. 
um, events such as uh, the famine and uh, in the 1840s and the ongoing uh, crisis over landlessness amongst many of Ireland's um, rural poor um, are inextricably related to um, the phenomena of absentee landlords and absentee MPs who, you know, the Anglo-Irish class of uh, aristocrat who spends most of his time in the, you know, the Pall Mall Club in London. So having direct rule uh, in Ireland is something that is, that is desired, but there is very little desire for a republic. There is very little desire for any kind of, um, you know, rebellion, revolution, rejection of the monarchy, and most uh, most Irish are content really to keep the uh, the British Crown as head of state. In 1914, the majority of uh, members of the uh, the Irish Volunteers, who are the Catholic equivalent of the Ulster Volunteers, who number about 200,000, nearly sort of 85 to 90 percent of these enlist and go and fight for the British Army in the the Irish Division and the Ulster Volunteers. Um, volunteer in the, the Ulster Division, and these are men who wind up fighting side by side at the Battle of the Somme. And the, the reason why so many uh, Irish volunteers, these are armed men who are committed to either a um, devolved or even an independent Ireland, um, so many of them decide to go and fight, is that uh, an issue... Um, that really speaks to them is the is the issue of the rights of small nations. Now, this is something that is um, very uh, very large in the press in uh, 1914. Uh, both Serbia, that's been um, invaded by Austria, and Belgium, that's been invaded by Germany. Um, Belgium is a particularly important case in sort of Irish sensibility because it's like Ireland is a Catholic country. Both these represent small countries that are occupied by large belligerent powers. And there's an obvious kind of resonance for many Irish. And they, many Irish young men believe that at the end of the war, a settlement will be reached whereby small countries will, in general, no longer be conquered by large aggressor states. And there is, um, in the eyes of many Irish young men, the opportunity for a, um, a free and independent, or at least a devolved Ireland, for, um, in, by fighting in the war. This, the war can, can bring this, this um, to pass. And so therein lies um, a lot of the motivation for many Irish Catholics going to fight. The Irish volunteers who stay behind... Um, about ten to fifteen thousand of them, in extraordinarily, are not disarmed. They are allowed to keep their arms, um, and the Ulster volunteers in the north are allowed to keep their arms. Both the British and the Germans during the war uh, were quite keen on destabilising one another. The British um, obviously used uh, the Arab Revolt um, to destabilise the Ottomans. And the Germans believed that they could use Ireland to destabilise the British. The Anglo-Irish nationalist Sir Roger Casement, a British diplomat, visited uh, Berlin during the war and proposed to them that they commit troops and guns to creating a revolt in Ireland. 
and the uh, Germans toy with him, really. They, I don't think they ever really take the plan seriously. They uh, suggest that possibilities, it has possibilities. Um, and I think in their view, um, whilst it might be a good idea uh, or might be desirable to cause an uprising in Ireland and devote uh, many tens of thousands of men away from the Western Front, I don't think they ever think it stands a chance of possibility, and, and certainly it doesn't. Um, he attempts to raise um, Irish an Irish regiment uh, from Irish prisoners of war, and he's largely uh, mocked and derided by them. They are far more anti-German than they are anti-British, um, and he he is uh, really returns to Ireland empty-handed. The ship that um, returns to Ireland um, supposedly be carrying arms. Uh, on behalf of the Germans, I don't think it carried really a sufficient amount. It was intercepted by the British, and uh, Roger Casement was landed on the Irish coast by a German submarine, where he's promptly arrested and charged with treason. Now, at this point, Casement offers the British an opportunity to reach out to the rebels and tell them not to um, raise their weapons against the British Crown, because he knows that the rebellion is going to fail. There aren't the German there aren't German troops on the way to back it up, the arms have been intercepted, and there is no chance that it can succeed. The story goes that the British knew of this and allowed the rebellion to go ahead anyway. The rebellion is planned for Easter Sunday, but on Easter Sunday nothing happens. The uh, majority of Irish volunteers keep a low profile and stay out of any kind of direct activism. But a small group who are completely um, uncoordinated with the rest of the movement and who don't have any kind of direct leadership uh, from the um, hierarchy of the Irish volunteers rise up in Dublin on Easter Monday and declare a republic by seizing the post office. The uh, subsequent attempts to uh, take Dublin back uh, kill hundreds of civilians and uh, a good hundred or so British soldiers. And the siege is finally ended when the British sail a warship up the River Liffey into uh, Dublin Bay and uh, train its guns on the uh, enclave of the, uh, the rebels. And the majority of the Irish population don't support the uprising. The majority of the Irish population disapprove immensely. Why? Not because they are all ardent royalists, but because their sons, their brothers, their relatives are fighting on the Western Front, and this is not the time for rebellions back at home. So the British have a propaganda gift. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Handed to them, and they absolutely squander it. The uh, general on the ground, General Maxwell, decides... um, independent of London, independent of the war cabinet, that he's going to carry out court-martials and summary executions. And 15 of the rebels are executed. Another about 3,500 people are arrested, um, most of whom are let go in the end. And a good 1,500 um, of the uh, Irish volunteers are interned in camps in England and Wales. And this is a wonderful opportunity for them all to get together and network with one another and start to plan the next uprising, uh, even before they had uh, arrived at their destinations in England and Wales, they were thinking about when the next uprising could come. And the next uprising really uh, is presented to them in 1918. The war ends in November, and there is an election in December, um, of which in Ireland the new radical nationalist party Sinn Féin sweep the majority of seats. The old Irish Parliamentary Party, who uh, have been seen as rather complacent uh, ever since the demise of Charles Stuart Parnell, um, have uh, are really uh, forced to the margins of Irish politics, and, and Sinn Féin instead are the voice of the, um, the, the new uh, Irish nationalisms. The result of this resounding victory is the declaration of the first dial, or parliament, in Dublin, and the uh, declaration of uh, Ireland as an independent country. The nature of the victory means that the um, there is a nationalist government, a nationalist separatist independence-motivated uh, m- government, and really a uh, conservative with a small c, business-as-usual administration that is seems to be working at a huge disconnect from the, the radical political changes that are happening. At the same time, the Irish Volunteers and the Irish Republican Brotherhood and a number of other um, Irish nationalist organisations, armed organisations, fuse together into the Irish Republican Army. And the Irish Republican Army operates really um, at a distance from and uh, out of the effective control of the dial. So the Irish Republican Army doesn't take any hesitation, doesn't waste any time in attacking the institutions of British power, the army, um, the Royal Irish Constabulary, and anything else that really resembles um, authority and the government and the uh, the state. So from 1919 onwards, uh, Ireland is plunged into a war of independence. And again, it's questionable whether it has the, um, the broad mandate that perhaps um, romantic Irish nationalism suggests. Certainly it's a lot more 
popular since the since the Easter Rising. Uh, the, one of the results of the disasters of Maxwell's decision during the Easter Rising is that all of a sudden the sympathies of the um, majority of the Irish Republic, um, the Irish public, I beg your pardon, uh, uh, shifts towards um, the uh, the rebels. Had it not been for the decision to carry out these um, arbitrary executions and mass arrests, there would have been little chance that uh, there would have been much appetite for separatism really up to that point. Uh, by 1918, yeah, sentiments are different. However, the um, the question as to whether the IRA have a broad uh, a broad mandate to do what they do is very doubtful. They have about between three and 5,000 active members, um, obviously working in plain clothes, carrying out ambushes, assassinations, the kind of guerrilla warfare that the British have only really experienced during the Boer War. And they're not on quite the same scale um, and not to quite the same effect. The problem that the British have is that they very quickly get drawn into a, um, a counterinsurgency strategy, which is a, an absolute PR disaster and a strategic uh, blunder. Winston Churchill, as um, the Secretary of State for War, decides that the Royal Irish Constabulary needs auxiliaries, it needs um, extra pairs of hands, and so, um, so auxiliaries are drafted and they are nicknamed, of course, the Black and Tans. These are men who wear the khaki of the army, but due to army shortages and due to uniform shortages, they have to wear the, the black or the navy blue of the police. And their, the combination of their uniforms makes them synonymous with um, extrajudicial killings, um, punishment killings, um, the burning of houses when a black and tan or an uh, RIC man is killed, and um, the and the use of torture and the use of indiscriminate violence against communities where it is suspected that there might be IRA men uh, present. So the the um, the use of the black and tans appalls not only um, the Irish but the actual but actually the British government. Um, uh, senior figures um, in both the opposition and the government itself are horrified by what's happening. Even uh, senior army officers uh, looking at the indiscipline and the, the violent Britishness of the, the black and tans who are very often made up of either unemployed men who never made it into the army to see the war or demobbed soldiers who are, have had four years in the trenches and have a lot of anger issues to work out. So the um, the PR disaster, really, and I'm speaking very 21st century terms there, I know, but the PR disaster that the Black and Tans present is one of the, the kind of the nails in the coffin of um, Britain's Ireland. And one of the results of the uh, series of mistakes that the British make during the uh, War of Independence is the uh, Anglo-Irish Agreement that comes into effect in January 1922. And the Anglo-Irish Agreement helps to secure for Britain the six counties of Ulster, which uh, Lloyd George himself, I think, was less than keen on, on retaining. And the uh, rest of Ireland has a, it's essentially a, a, a dominion status within the British Empire, retaining the king as the head of state 
Um, but in the eyes of uh, men such as Eamon de Valera, who becomes the first president of a um, Irish free state, this is um, a, a grievous crime. And the next period in uh, the story of Ireland really is the Irish Civil War, which lasts up to April 1923, seeing the assassination of the uh, IRA, the pro-treaty IRA leader, Michael Collins, who had done uh, so much, really, to fight for Ireland um, and to fight for Irish independence. So... I think one of the things that's, that's worthy of drawing from the uh, story of Ireland from um, 1914 to 1923, over that nine-year period, um, is, is not so much the, the kind of the conventional narrative of um, you know, uh, revolution and independence, so much as the, the, the kind of the, the impact of the First World War. And I think uh, if we were to look at Europe in a, a wider sense, the development of um, nations emerging from the ashes of their empires, um, from Poland to Czechoslovakia to Hungary uh, and, and Ireland itself, it forms a kind of like a much much larger, much more interesting picture. Ireland really is is the product of the First World War, and the uh, the Irish Free State is something that emerges um, as, as a result. Obviously. Britain is one of the victors in the First World War, and so Ireland isn't created at the Paris Peace Conference, but the consequences, really, of the war for all powers, victorious or vanquished, uh, were that their empires were tested to the limits, and the loss of Ireland um, is followed within half a century by pretty much the loss of everything else. And the uh, independence movements in places such as India, keenly observed what was happening in Ireland, and Ireland itself was one of Gandhi's most um, most uh, interesting areas of, of reading. So I hope you find that um, useful and interesting. I'll be uploading some new things to the Explaining History website uh, very shortly. Um, the uh, new titles that are coming out should be due uh, in March. We've got the uh, Chang Mao and the Battle of China and the Explaining History Students' Guide to International Relations, 1870-1914. So uh, check those out and um, I'll be doing a, a new book giveaway in the next few podcasts, so tune into that. Anyway, thanks very much and I'll catch you on the next Explaining History podcast. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.